0: Today, I want to speak to you about chapter 28 within the Tao De Ching. Now, this version of the Dao Te Ching, the Stephen Mitchell translation, has basically been everywhere with me, every country in the world that I've been to, and it's been one of the core texts that I keep close to my heart, but I have other versions of the Tao Te Ching that are more precise and likely better than Stephen's. Translation. Though Stephen does have a great way of intuiting and translating the Tao Te Ching for modern English readers, which, which is why I'm going to use this version today for you to understand Chapter 28. A lot of the purists may say, "Ah, oh, how can you use Stephen's translation?" Look, I, I like Stephen's work, and I think that he has an amazing ability to translate and intuit certain texts especially Chinese texts so we're going to use his today to understand chapter 28 and this is a very important chapter to understand because a lot of the Tao Te Ching as you know is shrouded in mystery and uh, clouded with misinterpretation by people who don't understand it because there are a lot of mysterious chapters within the Tao Te Ching that can be quite hard to understand if you're not familiar with Chinese philosophy. But this is a a wonderful text and I highly recommend any, actually any version of Tao Te Ching, go and grab yourself a copy. But this chapter is again, one of those ones where kind of like, if you don't understand the usage of the words male and female and so forth and so on, you will get confused. Okay, so let's have a look at chapter 28. Know the male, yet keep to the female. Receive the world in your arms. If you receive the world, the Tao will never leave you, and you will be like a little child. Know the white, yet keep to the black. Be a pattern for the world. If you are a pattern for the world, the Tao will be strong inside you, and there will be nothing you can't do. Know the personal, yet keep to the impersonal. Accept the world as it is. If you accept the world, the Tao will be luminous inside you, and you will return to your primal self. The world is formed from the void, like utensils from a block of wood. The Master knows the utensils, yet keeps to the block. Thus, she can use all things. I love this chapter, like all the other chapters in the Tao Te Ching, but it's very important, mysterious for people to understand. So let's unpack it a little bit, Jim. Yeah? So at the beginning of the chapter, when it says, Know the male, yet keep to the female, we're not talking about men and women here. <laughs> a lot of people may misinterpret that. We're talking about the masculine and feminine energies of the universe, the yin and yang. So the yin being, the feminine, the inactive, the dark the mysterious the, if we're using it for Chinese medicine then it would be more of the cold element, the coolant and then the yang is the masculine the active the bright the they would say maybe the heavenly quality and you know in saying that, yin would be the earth quality and also yang is related to heat in Chinese medicine. So we have the heat quality too. So you have these differences between yin and yang. So the active element, as we know from being a human, when we are in our masculinity and we are being active and being out there, remember these are both principles we both have. Don't, don't get confused with the masculine. And the feminine, they're both principles we both have inside. This is the nature of the symbol, the yin-yang. So when you have that, when you're all active, when you're all active, you're going to burn yourself out, right? You know what this is all about. When you're all young, when you're all heat and you're out there and you're doing things and you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, we all have a breaking point. And that's because you have an imbalance of yin and yang. You're not residing, as this first part of chapter 28 says, you're not residing in the yin. Keep to the yin, but know the yang. Know the yang. You need to use the yang. You need to be active in certain times in your life, but once you overstep that, then you begin to burn out and you begin to experience imbalances. It says that keeping to the female or keeping to the the yin, you receive the world in your arms. And this is the point of receptivity of the yin aspect of the, again, not interfering with life, allowing life, allowing the Tao to run its course, to do its thing. But when you begin to step away from the yang instead of interfering, you are stepping into the yin and you are receiving the world in your arms and you're allowing the world to be as it will without your own agenda and beliefs being imposed upon it. And then from doing that, it says that Tao will never leave you and you will be like a little child. This is amazing. The first part of the phrase is amazing. And so that's how you experience the Tao. Again, you have to come back into contact with the yin. The balance in life, which you need to understand from a Taoist perspective, is more so residing in the yin and using the yang only when needed. So this is how... You know the, the philosophy of Wu Wei can be related to you know doing nothing or non doing because from that place you if you reside more in the yin you then begin to act more authentically when it is needed more spontaneously and effectively you might be able to act immediate and appropriate to each situation which is one of the points in Zen Buddhism and also in Taoism obviously. So you need to remember that the perfect balance is to mainly reside in the yin and only use the yang when necessary. And this leads into the next part of the chapter. Know the white, but keep to the black. Be a pattern for the world. So basically, in this sense, the bright being, you know, the excessive life, a very active life and creating things and doing this and that is only beneficial can only be a significant pattern for the world when we remain and abide more in the black, more in the the void, so to speak, of nothingness. Because that's where all of the creativity arises from. It arises from stillness. It arises from remaining in the void, remaining in the black, and then. Your Li, which is a key term in Taoism, which means organic pattern, which is unique to each and every one of us. All of us have a different organic pattern psychologically that will begin to emanate out in the world, but not in like an explosive way. Like it says, know the white. you don't keep to the white you keep to the black because the black is where all of the creativity and actually the understanding of your Li and everything arises from and then you can be a pattern to the world as it continues to say the Tao then will be strong inside you it says it'll be strong inside you if you are a pattern for the world and that's the that that Li quality that Li quality organic pattern and that extends out into the, the, the virtue that the power of Tao. So that's how the Tao is strong. So when you begin to come into your Li, you understand your organic pattern and you follow that, then the power of the Tao, the, Tao, the virtue, begins to move through your life. And then that's actually what, brings harmony to the world. That's what will allow your pattern to harmonize with the world, which in Chinese we could call ying, which is mutual resonance and interdependence. And so that's what happens. that process of understanding your li and then continuing to empty your mind. And then next minute, the creativity in that naturally arises through you, giving you that that you could say also that divine purpose which then allows the Tao to express itself in the world and that's the power of Dao. That's the power of virtue pushing you along and allowing the Tao to be expressed in the world and people you know obviously resonate with that beauty that's the idea of yin where people gravitate towards that and that's why there will be nothing that you can't do according to this according to this part of the chapter The next part of the chapter is probably my favorite part of the chapter. Know the personal, yet keep to the impersonal, and accept the world as it is. This means you need to know your personality, obviously. You have to understand your character, and you have this particular mindset. Yet, the idea is you need to keep to the impersonal. And the impersonal in Taoist context would be the Tao. Keeping to the emptiness of the Tao. In Korea, they say wiping the Tao, if you translate it into Uh, English, they say, oh, that guy's just wiping the Tao, you know, he's residing in the Tao. And so, this is obviously identical, if we were to look into Hinduism, there would be identical to, you know, know the Jiva, know the personality, but keep to the Brahman, keep to the Atman, which is Brahman. That's how it is similar to Taoism, actually identical in that sense. So. It's important from this part of the chapter, it says that you need to know that personality, but you need not to be fooled by that subjectivity because that will lead into all sorts of trouble. You need to understand your true source and nature, which is the Tao. And when you begin to know that, then you can accept the world as it is because you're out of that personality, you're out of that subjectivity. And this is what Zhuangzi would say, you're out of that partiality and you are starting to see the world from an impartial perspective, which is the true way to see the world. It says then, if you do accept the world, the Tao will be luminous inside you, and you will return to the primal self. So that's basically what I've just been talking about. And that's the irony of that practice. That's the irony of following the path of Uwe, following the Taoist path, is if you begin to just allow life to be and live effortlessly, then that's how the Tao begins to make use of you. And it can only make use of you if you have returned to the impersonal, which is the primal self. Call that the Atman, call that the Buddha mind, call that what you will. But you return to that primal self, according to this text, And then the Tao makes use of you. And so the Tao can only be luminous inside you when you've accepted the world for what it is and you're not running around trying to change the world according to your own beliefs and your own agendas. The last part of the chapter is kind of just re-emphasizing what we've already gone through, but it's still very poetic and beautiful to read as is every part of this chapter. So it says, the world is formed from the void like utensils from a block of wood. This is pretty self-explanatory. The world comes from that nothingness or that thing that we can't understand. And they use, you know, to use nature as an analogy, they use utensils from a block of wood. The block of wood being, you know, the natural, the void, the untouched, the unexplainable, it's there. We can see it, we know it's there, but we can't, give some sort of logical conclusion why block of wood is a block of wood. Likewise with the void, all forms come from the void. You don't want to get caught in a linguistic trap with this. You don't want to start to think oh, the Brahman is different to the void or Tao is different from the void in this sense. It's not. They're the same. That's a linguistic trap and something that a lot of Hindus and Buddhists especially don't understand. The, the, the void here, Gives rise to the manifest world that we live in, the form that we are, it gives rise to this. And the end of this chapter basically explains that the master knows the utensils, so it knows about the 10,000 things, it knows about the manifest world, and knows about its own mind. The master knows about their own mind and knows the 10,000 things, so they know the utensils, but they keep to the block. They keep to the, to use the proper terminology from the, from the more authentic texts of the Tao Te Ching, the unhewn wood or the uncarved block. They stick to that and they don't get confused and they don't get their mind entangled with the 10,000 things being the manifest world and all of the problems and the conflict and the suffering that people go through. And because of this, as the last line states, she can use all things. The master can use all things. That's the irony. When you're sticking to the uncarved block or the void or the the, the Tao, call it what you will, then you can use life in the way that you choose. This is what the art of living is. You can begin to live a life that is worth living and you can use life in a way that benefits your immediate life, but also benefits others. So you have that de-emanating through, that virtue, which brings the Tao into the world. But you can't experience that if you don't stick to the block. If you're out there doing, 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 you'll never know the Tao. You've gone in the opposite direction. You're in the 10,000 things, to use Tao's terminology, meaning the world of form, of manifestation. And you know nothing about the the dark, the yin, the feminine womb of the universe. You know nothing about that which is impersonal. Only when you begin to step into that yin aspect do you begin to understand the Tao and then you can begin to apply yang, you can begin to be active without overly being active and this will benefit the world because you know that which is the source of the 10,000 things. That's how this all works. That's why not just chapter 28, but the whole Tao Te Ching in general is one of the most important texts in the world for all of us to read. It's not only a work of metaphysical psychology, it's also a work of non-duality. It's a work of understanding that the Tao is all that there is. There's only the Tao, but our mind is eclipsing that. Our subjective mind, the personal, is eclipsing the impersonal. And once it's like that, then we are all young, we're all active, and then the world that we live in is the world that we see with our two eyes in this moment. Conflict, suffering, a lack of understanding of other groups, other races, other religions, other genders, and so forth, and so on down the line. It's only when we keep to the female that we begin to know the Tao, because we're keeping to that void, that uncarved block. So once you keep to the yin, keep to the female, you'll begin to reside in the impersonal, beneath the personal, call that Tao, call that whatever you will, Brahman, and then and only then will you begin to make use of your life in an efficient manner that actually inspires others to follow the same process. Not through force, not through conquest, but by the process of actually doing nothing and not interfering with the world, which allows the world to be as it is. And then, and only then, can the Tao emanate into the world through your own being. Shanti, shanti, shanti.